0: Well I don't understand. if it's been around forever, what's the hype? What's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this new iteration is what is called generative AI. In most cases, like Siri, they just repeat back basic things, right? Set a timer, what what's the weather? That's pretty, pretty basic. That was the I want to call it the original, but that was like the the most useful way that we had used it. Now you can have AI say, look, You know, create art for me, create music for me, create an entire article or write a book for me or something like that. And that part is new. That is not something that we were used to AI doing. And that is what we all have to adjust to now, both for positive ways and in negative ways, too. But this is the thing that has been. You know, revolutionary to a uh, to a degree, and also chatbots, right? When you're going to customer service, those used to be very, very dumb. (laughs) You could only ask with a few questions. Now they can interact a lot more and become a bit more helpful. Hey, guys, and welcome to Money
0: Talks News, the podcast. This episode, we're talking about investing in artificial intelligence, also known as AI, and using it as a tool to become a better investor. Now, the hype around artificial intelligence has been crazy. With some calling it the most important development since the internet, even electricity, I've read. Is this true? Is AI really a game changer? If so, should we be investing the companies behind it? And and more to the point, should we be harnessing AI as an investing tool? We're gonna answer both those questions today and more in this podcast. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda.
2: Hello, Stacy. Excited to get back into the podcasting and talk about
0: Yeah, it's been a yeah. while, huh? Yeah. But now we're back. Okay, listening in and sometimes contributing is producer, novice investor Aaron Freeman. Hello, Aaron.
3: Hey guys, how you doing?
0: i'm doing flawlessly this week's guest is kevin matthews a former investment advisor and founder of building bread an investment education website i should say welcome back kevin you've been with us before
1: yes thank you for having me you betcha
0: now before we start folks remember this is not financial advice you're going to hear on this podcast so make sure to do your own research and consult your own experts before acting on anything you may learn here all right let's dive in kevin Give me a quick description of what AI is, what it does, why it's a potential game changer.
1: Absolutely. So AI, as I think most people know, stands for artificial intelligence. And at this point, it can do almost anything (laughs) in terms of it can create new information for us. It can help us to understand what is going on and to help make decisions. I think that's the primary thing that we're trying to use AI for. But the gamut of what AI can do does literally change every single day and is one of the most exciting areas to invest in and talk about right now.
0: Yeah, let, let me ask you guys something too. Every everybody, all of our panelists, are you guys using AI? Are, are you using it, Miranda? Uh,
2: I mean, I use it. I use it to help outline stuff, to uh, get podcast title ideas that we then reject on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, those are dig at me, folks. And get for those people <laughs> no, and but but, no, but seriously, though, no, but I do use it like as far as a tool for organization, I do use it. Um, uh, most of my clients, my writing clients, don't allow me to do it. And in fact, I just started writing for one client that requires us to paste our copy into a thing that will evaluate the signal and tell us you know, how much of our signal is human and how much is AI. Um, I am convinced that my signal keeps being right around 13 to 15% AI, because the AI training models are being trained on my personal finance writing from the last 20 years, since a lot of personal finance writing in the last 20 years is mine. So
0: so <laughs> even though you're, you're saying even though you're writing original stuff, the the AI program or whatever, whatever's trying to detect AI says that some of your stuff is written by artificial intelligence? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And also interesting because I'm going to start putting our writers through that too. That sounds like an, a good thing to do. So, Aaron, are you using AI?
3: Yeah, yeah. Every day I'm using AI.
0: What are you doing with it?
3: Well, we're converting articles to videos, so it uh, it helps kind of take gigantic articles and Compress them down into little summaries. So it'll chew out the fat and get to the okay. uh, meat and the bones, and that kind of helps out. But you still have to, you still have to like carefully go through it because it, it makes mistakes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. And and, and I I also use AI, um, for, basically for the same thing you guys do. I, I do some writing, I do copywriting especially, uh, and uh, I I I, I will use AI and often heavily modify it. But it gets it's a it's a good source of ideas. For those of for those of us who are writers, um, what, what about you, Kevin? As an investor, are you using it?
1: Yeah, I use it as an investor and use it in my daily life. So my Google Home assistant speaker is AI. I use it every single day. Uh, as a writer myself too, I use Grammarly, and that catches a ton of typos, which is really helpful and better than the old school spell check. But as an investor, I use it too to kind of help me to double check a lot of the facts that I'm looking for and make sure that I'm you know catching everything that I can possibly catch.
0: So going back then, or circling back to. Do- you heard me at the very beginning of this podcast say some people are calling AI the most important development since the internet. Some have even said since the industrial revolution. Do, do you think we're overhyping it, guys, or do you or do you think this is real, Kevin? Do you, do you think this is something
1: that's a, a paradigm shift? I think it's a paradigm shift. I can't say that it is bigger than the industrial revolution per se, but when you think about all the ways in which it has been integrated and where it can go, then it's it's highly possible that it can at least be up there somewhere close to the internet. And I say that because we've had AI for a very long time now. Now we're getting a, a new iteration when we talk about generative AI, meaning AI creating things for us now. But if you've had Siri... I mean, it's been around for, what, close to 10 years now? Like, that is AI. We've been using it for a while, and it's changed a lot of people's lives. Google Maps is a version of AI where it tells you where to go based on real-time traffic. So we've had it for a while. Uh, It has absolutely changed how we we interact with ourselves, our internet, the environment. And this new wave that we've hit now, I think, is going to continue to kind of evolve and change the way that we work and live.
0: I think is as dumb as a box of rocks, frankly. But, <laughs> it is the dumbest opinion? one. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It has been around a long time. And, you know, now, see, this could be confusing to me, though, Kevin, because people are listening to this. They're going like, well, I don't understand. If it's been around forever, what's the hype? What's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this new iteration is what is called generative AI. In most cases, like Siri, they just repeat back basic things right set a timer what what's the weather that's pretty pretty basic that was the i want to call it the original but that was like the the most useful way that we had used it now you can have ai say look you know, create art for me, create music for me, create an entire article or write a book for me or something like that. And that part is new. That is not something that we're used to AI doing. And that is what we all have to adjust to now, both for positive ways and in negative ways, too. But this is the thing that has been you know, revolutionary to a, uh, to a degree and also chatbots, right? When you're going to customer service, those used to be very, very dumb. <laughs> you can only yeah. ask but a few questions. Now they can interact a lot more and become a bit more helpful.
0: Now, let me ask you this. And this is a little bit off topic, but I'm curious about it. Are you guys worried about your job being taken by AI? Uh, especially, let's talk about you, Miranda. I mean, granted, <laughs> you're a writer. I'm a writer. There's no way that AI is replacing me as a writer right now. I mean, I can't, I can't take an article that AI spits out and use it. It's just not good enough, but this has only been a year. I mean, you know, when AI gets better, are you worried about being a, you know, being a professional writer? Are you worried about AI replacing
2: you? Um, I think I got a, I think I've got a good five-year ramp (laughs) before I have to uh, um, worry about it too much, honestly, mostly just because like you said, there's a lot of like it's just not good enough and a lot of my clients are making me sign sign like affirmations that i am not using ai that i'm not going to use ai to write Uh, i mean outside of interestingly enough right one of the tools that i use is grammarly and some people classify that as a as a kind of ai tool um so you know i mean i use that you know to catch mistakes and whatnot but for the most part Um, for now after, and actually it's been a couple years because I think it's been, I think we're coming up on the, uh, just, well, just past the two year anniversary of the big, uh, red ventures debacle that involved Bankrate and CNET and a bunch of those using like just putting AI articles out there, finding out that there was plagiarism and wrong things and, (laughs) and all of that. So, so yeah, so I think, I think I'm not super worried about it right now um but i think it could be an issue in the future
0: what what i find interesting about ai is that uh, and we're we're talking about it in the in the realm of writing which we all do but uh, a lot of folks out there aren't writers but there's a, you know what was interesting is like you take the industrial revolution or robotics you know there there used to be 6000 people working in a gm factory and now there's 600 because machines are doing the work that human beings used to do now And and most of like since the Industrial Revolution, what we've seen is machines taking the place of human labor. But what AI is going to do is going to go up the ladder to middle to middle management to people who aren't using their muscles; they're using their brain, and it's going to start replacing them. Uh, And so a a lot of people, like for example, Miranda was just talking about writing, and I own a website; I pay writers. Uh, So if if I can tell AI to go out, scan the internet. And write the best possible article on stocks to buy uh, that that uh, are supported by AI. It, it'll do that. Uh, now, it won't do it well, as Miranda just said. But one day it will. And if I'm paying somebody a thousand dollars to write an article and I can get it done in five seconds for a dollar for nothing, that that's got to put some people's job at risk. And again, this is just in the you know in the internet uh, field, uh, owning a website. But th- this is going to replace a lot of people: accountants, lawyers. Uh, even my wife is a nurse practitioner, and, and if AI can go, and it has examined 6 million people with cancer, and, and so it knows, uh, even though my wife is very experienced, 20 years in the business, but maybe it's going to have more information to be able to make better diagnostic decisions than my wife is. So a lot of people are freaked out about their jobs, and I'm not sure that they shouldn't be. What, what, what do you think about that, Kevin? Kevin.
1: I, I get the the sentiment and it's true it will replace and or take some jobs what we have seen when we go back to the internet age or even the industrial revolution anytime there is a new innovation there are also an amount of jobs that are created that are brand new so for example, There are people who now are prompt engineers, like how do you design the right sentence to have the AI generate exactly what you want? Because we know AI right now can still be inaccurate. Somebody still needs to fact check these these things, which is not always the exact same way we had looked at it before. So those are some iterations. I think, too, we have to pay attention to you know, other fields and things that may pop up. So social media was was an invention, right, that, that changed the way we market, right? Mm-hmm. When I grew up, there was no social media manager. Like you just couldn't be on the internet all day and, and make money doing that. Now you can, right? So it, it depends on in the next four or five years, what new avenues are going to pop up that have been created because some people have been replaced and, and moved into an entirely new field that we may not know exists just yet.
0: What do what do you think, Aaron? You're you're a science aficionado. We discuss science all the time. What what do you think about this? You think it's going to be really
3: disruptive? Uh, I think it's very multi layered. I mean, okay, so let's let's talk about writing, for example. I mean, yeah. So AI is helping us pump out a lot more articles and things like that, which is which is great. But and but there's still only X amount of humans can read X amount of articles per day. So even if we can pump out more stuff, it doesn't mean that we have that many more humans reading it. But where that could change in the future would be uh, other cu- uh, countries. It, you know it could rise other countries out of their uh, out of their low low income. So they're able to like use AI or maybe let's say let's say I make a movie and I want that movie to do well in East Africa or something. Wouldn't it be cool that if AI could take all my actors and now use their same voice, now they're speaking Swahili, you know, and, and it's making it, yeah. and that might be, you know, might sell more, you know, movies over there and and, and stuff like that. So, uh, it's 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 a tool for right now, right? and it's it, we're not sure. I see a lot of uh, jobs being increased in fraud, you know, uh, prevention because there's going to be an insane amount of generative fraud. fraud. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot yeah, more eyeballs in that, that area.
0: That
3: uh, so it, it, it's it's there's a lot to play out still.
0: Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. I, I think at the minimum, it's going to be disruptive. Um, I, I agree with what Kevin said i mean when when um, a robot takes a human 's job in a car factory, that human uh, ultimately another job is created elsewhere so I mean we obviously there are more people employed now than there were in one thousand nine hundred and seventy so the people who lost their jobs in that car factory have found jobs elsewhere but it 's very disruptive when that happens because that person has to be trained to do AI prompting now you know that used to be you know maybe they were swinging a hammer or something before, so it can be really disruptive. And I didn't mean to get so far afield. I just think this is such a fascinating topic because really what we're supposed to be talking about is uh, how we can use AI to make money, be, be, being better investors, and also companies that we can invest in for AI. So let me, let me promise that as soon as we, we're going to take a really quick break. As soon as we come back, we're going to be specific ideas on companies you can invest in to, to ride AI, to fame and fortune, and also uh, how you can use AI as a personal investor. Uh, but anyway, right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back to practical side of AI. Okay, we are back. But before we start, if you appreciate what we do, would you do something for us? Would you share this show with your friends and family? Uh, And also subscribe to our podcast or have AI do it. It only takes two (laughs) seconds, but it can really help us. So so please do that. Okay, so everybody's got their AI tools subscribing to our podcast right now. Let's talk about companies that do well, uh, that you could invest in now, that are that are making money because of AI. Anybody have ideas, Kevin? You're our, you're our stock expert. What do you think?
1: Sure, I, I think those there are the big obvious ones. The Alphabet, aka Google, is one. Nvidia is a major one, and then you have Microsoft. Those are like the main ones. But then you have some smaller companies: uh, Micron, Lam Research Corp., and then um, AMD. So those are are some of the top names that either a make the chips that create. All of the the infrastructure for AI or a company that is currently putting out AI products like Google and like Microsoft.
3: Yeah, I just read the other I just read uh, what Tesla is about to pump out a new uh, not, not really not about to. It's going to take a couple of years probably, but they're going to put out a new uh, a new artificial uh, network built by NVIDIA chips. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Intel is also going to be a big player down the road. Uh, people yeah. don't realize that Intel is going to not just build Intel chips, but they're going to have all of their manufacturing plants open up to anybody who wants to design a chip. And that can be huge.
1: I, I hope yeah, so. I, I think, Go ahead. So I, I think any of the chip manufacturers, so Intel, IBM, LAM uh, Research, all, any chip maker is going to be or should be very, very good in the next few years because there was the Chips Act that was passed. I think it was last year, too. So we're going to see an, an increase in fabrication facilities that create these chips and then more uses for these chips. And remember, a lot of these things aren't just, you know, the AI program that you may see on your computer or phone, but they also include cars, too. So that is going to help a company like Tesla and others.
0: And, you know, here's, here's what I did. And, and folks at home, I want you to listen to this very carefully. Here's what I did. I went to Chat G, GPT, uh, which you can do yourself. Uh, I, th- I think the, it's chat.openai.com. And you can do what I did. Okay, so here's what I did to prepare for this podcast. I wrote a prompt, which is what you're telling the AI you want. And here's what I said. I'd like to invest in the companies behind AI. Can you suggest three to five companies most poised to benefit from AI? It's exactly what I wrote. And here's what ChatGBT said to me. Sure. Investing in companies at the forefront of AI can be a smart move, given the growing growing importance of artificial intelligence across various industries. Here are three to five companies that are well-positioned to benefit from AI. Uh, And then they are Alphabet, NVIDIA, Microsoft, IBM, in Amazon. So th- so basically not only did this thing tell me the companies that I wanted to invest in it also um, it also wrote an article. <laughs> I mean it- and by the way this this exact article I did publish on moneytalksnews.com identifying it as an AI article. I don't know a year and a half ago. So y- you folks at home you can do this yourself. You you can write it you can write this prompt and you can get that information. Now You don't stop there. This actually is pretty good. I own one, two, three, four of these five stocks. But that doesn't mean AI can also do what's called hallucinate. So it may make up stuff to answer your query, your prompt. Uh, So you have to be careful. You don't just take whatever it says and run with it. You have to check it out and see. But this is a pretty good list of companies. And, and, and I think a lot more people are going to be doing this. And by the way, just so you know, that took less than one second for this whole article to be written. So that you can see the benefit of AI. Now, tell me some ways that you have used AI, anyone. Miranda, do you have used AI as an investor?
2: Um, I have not actually used AI as an investor. Unless, I mean... Like, I, because, I, you know, I, I just index because I'm boring, uh, but, but I can see using it kind of as a stock screener. I can see it as something that would be valuable as a stock screener uh, to be like, you know, instead of having to like go through all the steps of filling in a stock screener, just like type in, hey, I am looking for, you know, a, a, a stock in this industry with this P.E. ratio, what you got for me? And then like having them give me a list like I can see that happening.
3: Hey, I got a question here. Um, now, I'm a, I've, I've heard that, you know, AI stock investing has been around for a long time. Oh, we use blah, 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 blah. And I've read that um, these things are kind of yeah. harebrained a little bit. And now you're just saying, you know, these AIs hallucinate and all this kind of stuff. And I still seen advertisements online about, you know, come with us, spend, you know, X amount of mo- dollars monthly on our you know, AI stock, you know, uh, ideas or whatever, not, not AI stock is, but AI actually trying to tell you what stocks to invest in, you know, on like a mm-hmm. daily basis. Wouldn't you say run away from these things in this uh, currently with the, with how AI is? I mean, it sounds, it sounds sketchy to me.
0: Kevin, you want to answer that?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd run away as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because
1: it, it sounds great. was like, hey, these things can make really quick decisions and they can day trade for you and do all this type of stuff. But in reality, again, they can miss out on some very – easy details. Like I, I remember I, I did a video on AI and asked it like what were the top five most valuable companies and they had picked something crazy. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not even the right stock symbol. This is not even a real company. It's not publicly traded. None of that makes sense. So I wouldn't use it to, you know, trade. I would I would use it like a, a research tool. Like, hey, this is my starting point. I definitely wouldn't trust it at this point to make real financial decisions on my behalf.
0: Now that being said, as we speak, algorithmic trading has been going on for some time, and this is the purview of AI. So in other words, uh, what, what AI specializes in is you, is getting a, a huge amount of data and processing it way faster than you could. So in other words, let's say, as we speak, the market is up today, uh, and, and it's examining a trend. It's seeing that Uh, And and based on the data, the historical data that it's been programmed with, it can make predictions about where the market's going to go from here, either on an individual stock or in the market as a whole. And this is being done as we speak. Uh, Algorithmic trading is a thing that AI is used for. Also, uh, portfolio optimization. Uh, Here's something else that I could do. I have not done, but I could do. I own 30 stocks. That's a lot of stocks. And I could t- tell, I could ask ChatGPT or one of the other AI tools. I could say, you know what? I've got 30 stocks. Here they are. What do you think of them? Uh, am, I, am I too heavily weighted in this area or that area? Should I have more in oil and less in tech? You know, and, and it will give me answers. Now, obviously, the quality of the database is going to uh, is going to affect the quality of the advice. But you can imagine that people are building these databases for specific purposes like that. Uh, and so that could that could help me as an yeah. investor.
3: I, w- I was going to say, don't tell people to go to ChatGPT for stock advice. I mean, that's a that's a predictive text model. It's designed to pump out you know uh, stories and stuff like that. It's not designed to analyze stock data and, and output a uh, you know a trend.
0: Yes. In fact, the, where I did go to chat GPT, and it gave me those, um, it gave me those uh, stock suggestions, um, it, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, I think, oh, wait a minute, here we go. As of my last, so it said, I've only been updated through January of 2022. Okay, this is, this is 2024. So, so by definition, the stocks that it gave me are two years old, which is, yeah. which is a lifetime. In the stock market, right? So, yeah. so there are some limitations, and especially if you're using an off-the-shelf, as Aaron rightly pointed out, uh, an off-the-shelf like Chat uh, GPT may not be your best bet. But there are. This is one way people are using this, and keep in mind too, we're in the infancy here. Uh, right, right now, this is uh, this is updated through January of 2022. But it, it could be another year or two. This is going to be current, and it's and it's going to have more information. And there's also, you know, there's there's lots of different uh, chat or lots of different ai models
1: yeah and there, there is one program that i like to use that has been quite helpful and it's called alpha um, it is through an investing app called public and i think it is also a chat gpt plugin now what this app does is to help you during the research process so for example within an hour of an hour or two of a an earnings call it will summarize what the key points were. So you can say, oh great, this is exactly what I need. You can ask it what the PE ratio is. You can ask it some of the um, prompt information that it'll give you and say, hey, what are the pros and cons of this investment? And it'll pull data from Morningstar and quickly summarize what the company does, what the pros are, what the cons are. And again, more so as a research tool. I want to emphasize that part of it as opposed to a decision tool. But instead of taking hours digging through an entire investment summary or a quarterly report, it can help pull out the information for you to help you speed along that research process.
0: Interesting. And, and you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell, some, uh, tell our audience some of the, the ones that I use. BARD is from Google, B A R D. Uh, Copilot is from MSN, right? Or from Microsoft, yes. Um, Anthropic is another one that we use a lot. And of course, ChatGPT, which you've heard me mentioned several times already. And these are all available to anybody who wants to use them. I, I think we may pay for Anthropic, but it doesn't cost very much. I mean, I think our bill's like a dollar a month. I mean, it's really small because we don't use it that often. But these things are, especially Bard and Copilot, you can go out there and use these things right now. Just don't put too much weight on them. But they do cut a lot of the effort uh, for being an investor. Now, Kevin, let me ask you something. Are you afraid? Are you, you give people investment advice for a living, don't you? Or you did?
1: Yeah, I did. And the, the funny thing was, like, I created my own list. And the one that you read was very similar to what I had. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it just, it just took my job. Um, so yes and no. So my my job as as a financial educator now and even when I was a financial advisor isn't just the numbers piece i think that's what a lot of people miss the the misconception around financial advice is just stock picking that is the part that is likely going to be replaced by ai at some point the bigger thing is helping people to manage their emotions when the market is down and helping them to make easy, or not not easy, but helping to make financial decisions between how much should I set aside for retirement versus you know, how much do I set aside for my kids' college, right? How do I maneuver or have a, a certain conversation around having a prenup if you're, you know, deciding to get into marriage or something like that? So we help with those conversations and those decisions, not just the stock picking side. So yes, the stock picking side, yeah, that that's going to take, you know, 20% of my job, if you will. But the other 80%, I don't think it's going to be replaced anytime soon.
0: Uh, let, let me read something to you that I just I just read uh, yesterday to prepare for this. Thanks to the innovation behind ChatGPT and generative AI, AI programs are starting to be able to offer personalized investment advice. <laughs> One such app is called Magnify, which uses ChatGPT and other AI tools to provide real-time investment advice. So, because I mean if you think about it, there I'm a unique person, everyone on this podcast is totally unique, and yet if if uh if a large language model has has been able to examine the financial the, the financial plans of 2 2 billion people it's going to be able to come up with what i should do based on my age my risk tolerance blah 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 so i could see it replacing a lot of per- personal financial advisors in the future in the future not right now do you think yes or no you disagree kevin
1: No, I agree. I I agree. There are are a lot of things that can be automated and be spit out by AI. The only reservation I have is that a lot of the information was already there. Like there are, I mean, anything financial you can do in Excel, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean people follow it. And I think it's still that behavioral piece where people will not just go with what AI tells them just because there's, you know, it's one thing when you say, Hey, we should all hold when the market falls. Right. But that is not what people do. So that the advisory piece is going to be someone to, to have that conversation with you to follow along with the model or go with what we know tends to work.
0: Cool. And so what I would suggest too, and it's time for us to start closing this up, but what I would suggest people do is remember, I, I just read you guys a whole bunch or four different AI tools um, use them all. Do you ask the same question all four of them, uh, and you and you're going to get different answers uh, when when you're asking whether it's about investing or writing an article or anything else, uh, and you can figure out which one of these things works the best for your specific situation. But in closing, let's let's circle back to our original thing here. Uh, number one, should we be investing in AI? Uh, I'm assuming everyone's going to say yes. Uh, Does everyone agree that we all should be investing in the companies behind AI? Yes. Miranda? I
2: I mean, technically speaking, since I index, I am investing in AI.
0: That's true. (laughs) Uh, Aaron, do you agree?
3: Uh, yeah I mean, think about it. If AI is going to rise you know the tide and float all the boats for every company that's going to utilize it, I mean technically that should be a a worldwide phenomenon that helps everybody right
0: yeah, I would think so uh, and and question two, should we be using AI well actually let me let me back up if there's one company, and you're not required to have an answer for this, Aaron, because you're not an investor necessarily or a big investor like uh, Kevin or I or even Miranda is. But w- what if they were going to buy one company right now
1: today in AI, which would it be?
0: Kevin?
1: I'm, I'm deciding between two. And Microsoft I'm going to go Google. Well, I was going to say Microsoft and NVIDIA. Oh, okay. NVIDIA is and really high. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Microsoft only because they're a bit more diverse. So they don't only do AI; they also do hardware like computers and stuff like that. Um, so it's a little less risk there. Um, but those would be my two. But I, I'm leaning towards Microsoft.
0: Okay, uh, you you got an answer, Miranda?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, those 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 are all listed in an index. So <laughs> no, but I think I think Nvidia is probably a big one. Any of those kind of chip makers, as Kevin was saying earlier, is probably going to be a good one. And then um, and Microsoft really has put a lot into AI and buying, um, you know, upstart AI companies. So they're really pushing it. And it's, you know, it's something that, and Microsoft's a long established company as well. So you've got that long establishment, plus the fact that they're looking to the future.
0: Cool. You, do you have an answer? Do you, do you care to hazard a guess, Aaron?
3: Um, Yeah, I think you guys pretty much nailed it. I mean, everybody's (laughs) listing NVIDIA, CrowdStrike, uh, Microsoft, Salesforce, Amazon. Actually, Amazon is the one that owns the one that we use, which is Anthropic, and they're pushing them pretty hard. Um, Also, um, remember, AI is an open source thing, too, and you never know who's going to come out of the woodwork. And, uh, And also, neural networks... Our neural, neural network chip designs are changing drastically too, and you, you never know actually who's going to come out on top between software and and the technology. So it's a, it's an interesting thing to see develop.
0: It really is, and and just because I love bragging, I want I have to tell you guys that I bought ten thousand dollars worth of Nvidia in twenty twenty one, and today is worth one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and that was that was luck. By the way, I didn't have anything about AI at the time. So you can be, money is to be made here, but be careful, too. And also, I want to reiterate, too, what you just heard sounded like stock suggestions, but they weren't because we don't know you. So don't go and buy stuff just because you heard it on this podcast. Do your own research, make your own decisions. Okay, final question, and then we're done. Should we be using AI? Uh, should we be training ourselves to use AI more as, as personal individual investors?
1: Yes or no? Kevin. Ooh, um, I'm I'm gonna say yes because you you want to use any tools that are available to you to increase your your profits. So how much do you lean on it right now? Not a whole lot, but I do think you you should use anything that's available that can help you out. Miranda.
2: Yeah, I think anything that's going to help you, like Kevin says, be a better investor and help you do a little bit of research, is a good idea. But once again, as we talked about earlier, you do have to take some of this AI stuff with a grain of salt. It is far from being true intelligence. It's still it's still an advanced language learning model. It's still an advanced generative model. It's not you know it's not true intelligence as we think of it. Is humans creating things? So it is important to be careful.
0: And, and you know, you know, when I tell people, I'm so lucky because just as I'm getting old and getting and, and, and losing my marbles, right when I'm losing my intelligence, artificial intelligence comes along. How lucky for me! But in, <laughs> in the meantime, though, I will tell you, folks, this: anyone who's listening to this podcast who uses their mind rather than their muscles for a job, stay on top of this. This is going to affect your world. So even if you don't use it for investing. When you see articles on artificial intelligence, read them, because this is a paradigm shift. And and whether you make money from it or you don't, it's going to affect your life. So do yourself a favor and don't get caught flat-footed. Read about this stuff. It's all over the place. You can't miss it. Read something about it. We are now officially out of time, but we are never out of topic. So dig a little deeper, folks. You're going to find...